Hello, Recovery Fam, and welcome back to the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh. And I'm your co-host, Drew. Yep, and I'm back. I'm Palmer. (laughs) Today, we are looking at counting it all joy in recovery. That's right. Episode, I believe it's 44, season four. You know, this episode comes in a timely matter because sometimes in recovery, things just suck. And we got to remember to count the joy. So, without further delay, roll that intro. The Unashamed Recovery Podcast. The Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh and Drew starts now. Here at Unashamed Recovery, we believe that there is healing and the story of our scars, and that it is okay to not be okay. It is our mission to break the shame and stigma of addiction and recovery by sharing real stories of real addiction from real people in real recovery and real sobriety. And when we're not sharing those real stories, we like to bring you recovery-related topics straight from a biblical perspective. And that's just like today's episode. We're taking a look at a familiar or not so familiar recovery topic and looking at it from just another kind of angle today's episode comes from our good pal palmer who uh he made a comment on one of my posts that i made Yay, today <laughs> it said celebrate the ups but don't forget to also embrace the downs of your recovery journey even the bad days still have less lessons to offer us and when Palmer made the suggestion of making that today's topic, I got to thinking about Drew the the lessons from the hard days. Those are that's that's what we take into the seasons of joy. The, the seasons of joy are built from those hard seasons. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can't get to a mountaintop without having to climb the mountain. Mountaintop experiences built in the valley. <laughs> Has to start somewhere. Palmer, you uh, this is your brainchild. What thoughts do you have on this subject of joy? Well, I just want to remind everybody that joy is not happiness and happiness is not joy. There is a complete difference in in both situations. Happiness is a feeling. Joy is a choice. Something has to happen for you to be happy. Happy comes from the root word happenstance. You just learned me something. I didn't know that. (laughs) I had no clue. Happenstance means something has to happen in order for you to feel happiness. Joy, like Palmer said, comes from within. So, so happiness outside, like puppy or kittens on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's everybody's go-to. Well, and you know, I think we can take a, a lesson from this for, for us that are, that are in recovery. Eventually, the pink cloud of recovery goes away. Yep. Recovery is all exciting at first. First couple days, it sucks. <laughs> Bang a lot. <laughs> but, you know... After you get out of the, the, the withdrawals, you're, you're, you're riding this massive high for some weeks, sometimes a month or so, but then the mundane of it starts to set in and the, the excitement wears off. You, you know, got that, that pink cloud feeling you're talking about, you know, it, it can last those months that you're getting the chips. Yeah. You know, and that, I, I mentioned that because it happened to me. All 11 months, all the way up until a year, I was getting chips. I was celebrating, you know, every month. Then all of a sudden, I wasn't getting the chips after that one yep. year. And then it was just kind of like, here comes the work. Yeah, because then now all I got is just that one year. 
every year to look forward to. <laughs> oh, every day you should you should be. But it's hard though. It is, and I think that's why for those of us that are in faith based recovery, we kind of got a leg up because our higher power is Jesus Christ. Right, and we can have that joy that is not circumstantial. Like Palmer was saying, that we can we can rely on the the joy that comes from relying on Jesus Christ. So I heard an acronym, you know, a few years back about joy, and it's how you ultimately make the decision every day to have joy, and that's Jesus over yourself. J, Jesus, O, over yourself, Y, joy. I like it. And, you know, we're... We had the celebrate recovery background, so we we're all about a good acronym. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think it's also we need to remember that how we cultivate joy. It's not just something that we get and and or something that we just automatically have to cultivate joy. And I'm stealing this completely from a, a, a TikToker pastor named Kelly Kay. Um, I've been doing his devotion. Think about that for a minute. It's a 40-day devotion. I would suggest going to check it out. But he says in there, to cultivate joy, you A, have to prioritize your relationship with God. And then another way to cultivate joy is to serve others. And I think it's really hard for most of us to be joyful in situations that maybe we're not really happy with. You know, uh, I know that I can say that Today was a rough day at work. You know, it was busy and, and I had to do a lot of thinking and, and moving and switching and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's hard to find joy in those situations. Yeah. And so um, putting yourself last, putting people before yourself will help you cultivate that joy. Serving others will bring you a joy that, that you normally wouldn't have. Yeah, and you know, I think that's why step twelve is last. And you know, you you've done all this step work and has led you up to step twelve, where it tells you, all right, take what you have learned, and then go give it to somebody else. Right. You know, get, give back, give back to the program that gave so much to you. Go give to the newcomer. Uh, there's a, a a saying that I I say all the time. Uh, if you're a member of North Park Celebrate Recovery, you, you've heard this multiple times. I am not here today because I worked a step one. I'm here today because somebody else was working a step 12. I'm here because somebody was giving back. And that's what it's, that, that, that is the, the key to this whole thing is when, I, when I've learned and I, when, when I've gotten what I need from this program, then it's up to me to give back. All right. But moving on along, since you brought up, uh, this uh, devotion with Kelly Kay, something that he also talks about is uh, gratitude. We cultivate joy by choosing to be grateful for what God has done for us. Dude, that one stepped on my toes really hard because how so? Well, you know, uh, eventually I guess we'll do a, a, a episode where I talk about my story. But some of my story is based on the fact that I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted the fame. I wanted the fortune. I wanted the notoriety. Yeah, And um, because I don't have the fame and the fortune, because I don't have the big house and the flashy cars and stuff like that, um, it's very easy for me to get lost in not being grateful for what I do have. My house might not be big, but it's big enough for me and my family. My cars might not be the best, but they're great for me and my family. God has blessed me in so many ways that I didn't even think about when I wanted to be a rock star. You know, I wanted, like I said, I just wanted the fame and fortune and quote unquote, no worries uh, of being a rock star, of, of having lots of money. And um, 
it's hard to work a you know okay so when you have a dream you know i don't know what y'all's dreams were my you know i just told you my dream was be a, a rock Mine's star to right? win the lottery yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Drew's dreams to have to stop wor- uh, messing with us. Um, <laughs> none of these dreams are coming true today. I'm just letting y'all know. No, but Darn when it. you have a dream, <laughs> when you have a dream and it doesn't come true, and you have to move on to a plan B or a plan C, you still have to be grateful for the things that God has given you. You still have to understand that God has given you plenty. Yeah, and so. Finding that that gratitude in your day to day life when you don't want to, when you've had a bad day at work, or um, you know you and your spouse are fighting, you know finding that gratitude in what you do have should change change the way you look at things. Should be able to you should be able to uh, focus in on that joy that's deep inside because of the gratitude and the blessings you know that God has given you, especially from a recovery standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Especially for us in recovery, we have everything to be grateful for because we we literally have second life we, we, we've been given a, a second chance out of the pit you know so many people don't make it right. you know, especially with a chemical dependency they're, they're not guaranteed to make it especially after a relapse so but you it, know even sometimes you know you have that second life you've got that second chance but you, you're still fighting some things you know mm-hmm. as far as life but i mean it's yeah and that's why it's big on that accept life on life's terms you know when people talk about that in recovery that's a big thing uh when you start accepting life for what it is you start finding joy and the things that used to stress you all the way out because you can start to understand that hey maybe this is the way that life is supposed to be at this very moment this very time this very you know particular instance this is exactly where i'm supposed to be what i'm supposed to be doing and i think sometimes purpose yeah, I mean, and that goes back to the three P's of sobriety, you know, passion, purpose, and power. You know, I think we give in a lot of our power to sadness, uh, to negativity, to the thing like Palmer was saying, uh, being ungrateful. Um, I think we find ourselves in, in these ruts. We get in these ruts and we sit in these ruts and we stay there because we get comfortable in something that we knew that was our old skin. You know, instead of taking on the new skin, the new change and finding a new vision you know, Ooh, yeah. and I think we rely on the old vision a lot of times. We rely on an addict mindset a lot of times instead of saying, hey, let yeah. me break the cycle of my thinking here and let me find gratitude. And that's why we talk about gratitude. You know, well, uh, well, a really wise person I heard once say, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I don't know who said that, man. He definitely wasn't that wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be. He the, was he was super wise. Thank you. I will be Thank completely you. honest. When I heard Drew say that uh, a few episodes back when I was here with young man, it really did hit hard. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And you have to change. I'm using Drew's words again. You're stinking thinking. You have to change that. You have to focus on what you're, you have to become grateful. You have to, first and foremost, you have to prioritize your relationship with God. That's got to be first. You know, it needs to be the first thing you do when you step out of the bed or before you even get out of bed in the morning. And there's a reason why so many conversations around recovery involve implementing a practice of gratitude. Right. I mean, you can find you you can go on any recovery uh, social media page and you can find something about gratitude. I mean, it's the cornerstone building block of a healthy, thriving recovery. It is, I mean, it's also the cornerstone of joy. I was just going to say it's the cornerstone of everything. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, you can't have a productive relationship. You can't have a productive uh, job. You can't have a productive anything unless you have that foundation of just being grateful and the fact that you're still alive and breathing and being able to do what so, you want to do. I, last night, we're at Celebrate Recovery in Byram at Trinity, and they have w- this wall of says lost faces of fentanyl. And our good oh, buddy John, man. our good buddy John G, his sister's face is on that wall. And I and I and he told me he showed me that and I said, Man, John, that could have been you. And he yeah. said, You were exactly right, it could have been. Wow. And so being able to see that yeah. and being able to understand that that could have been me gives him that whole that waking up and just being grateful for what whatever he has. Yeah. Well, you know, that reminds me a little bit of uh, something that I went through early in re- in recovery. I got to a place of like stagnation in my recovery early in recovery. I just came off relapse. I went through the step study at North Park CR, going through the step study. And I got done with the step study. Now, take in mind, I've been a part of Celebrate Recovery at that point for three years, on and off. And I'd been involved in many, like probably three or four different step studies before that. But I'd never completed step studies. I'd always gotten hung up at the inventory. So 2018, I just came out of my, 2017, I just came out of my relapse, got into a step study, and I completed step study. Now, my entire career at Celebrate Recovery, they had told me, go to step study, step study will change your life. So it's been built up in my head this whole time. All right, step study changed my life. I go through step study, and we finished in December of 2018, I think. And I remember walking out of the church. We, We had just finished steps. I walked out of the church, and I was filled with so much bitterness because I was like, I don't feel no different. <laughs> like, I'm not different. I'm the same sorry SOB that I was. Well, well, and well. My how, how the tides have changed there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I remember being so bitter about it. I could feel my recovery just take a halt. And I was just, I wasn't making any progress moving forward. Very stagnant. And I remember going a couple months later and being in prayer about it. I remember just God laying it on thick on my heart about, it's because you ain't been grateful. Here you are, you just came out of relapse from your porn addiction that led to adultery. Your wife should have left you. She stayed. And now, not only did she stay, but now you have a second daughter who is on the way. My, my, my middle daughter was we were pregnant with her at that time and you're sitting here being bitter about how you don't feel different and that changed things i was like i started to rework that thinking process and i i started okay i do have something to be grateful for and i started changing that in my mindset and then i started seeing progress in my recovery and it took just that switch going off in my head of getting getting out of bitterness and adopting a posture of gratitude and it was that, i ain't gonna say it was that simple but, but you, you know it, it was that simple you know what gratitude does i mean and it, it, it entices joy right but it also helps you find joy by living in the moment i think a lot of times that's why we stay in such a rut or that's or you know i'm, I'm going with the rut thing alone a, a lot today mainly because that's where my life has been a lot is in a rut and you're a bit stuck, can't get out of it. That's because I don't live in the moment a lot. You know, I'm always trying to stay 
10 steps ahead of the next person or the next situation, next circumstance. But, you know, I find myself, if I actually take a step back and pause for a minute and kind of look around and actually enjoy where I'm at, like the other day I was bush hogging, you know, it's hard work, you know, but I took a stop, I stopped for a second, stood in the shade and just kind of looked around and was overjoyed just by being outside, just by looking up and just saying, man, you know, years ago, I'd be trying to hide back here. You know, and I wouldn't be bush hogging this. This would be like a place to lay down yeah. and go to sleep. You know what I mean? But it's just, it changed. But I was looking, I was living in the moment at that point, And I just noticed I wasn't worried about the bills. I wasn't worried about, the you know, anything to do with the kids. I mean, I worry about the kids constantly. But, yep. you know, I was just kind of in that moment. You know, and I think that's, we take that away from ourselves a lot. You know, with the world being so busy, you know, phones the way they are. I mean, what was it? We pick up our phones. What what did Pastor Jim say? 2,000 times a day or greater? You know, and I mean, we're living in social media at that point. We're not even living in the world. Well, and also, a lot of us are living in destination addiction. Yeah. Uh, We're uh, we're in this idea of happiness is in the the next place to come. Uh, It's in the the next job, in the the next relationship. and next car you know in our next purchase we're, we're right. never you know like you just said, we're never in the moment yeah and so we're either living in our past staying in fear or living in our future worrying about everything well, i think right there is a good time to stop let's uh let's do a little spot ad let's pay the bills as they say in the radio uh, industry <laughs> and, and uh, we'll be right back with count it all joy Unashamed Recovery Podcast is heard around the world in over 42 countries, including over 780 cities in the United States. People around the world are hearing the message of hope, of recovery from addiction, and that's because of listeners like you who donate, but also because of our sponsors. Local sponsors like D's Automotive in Meridian, Mississippi, serving the East Central Mississippi and West Alabama areas for over 42 years. D's is a name you can trust when it comes to your vehicle. For all your complete car needs and service in towing and car locks, that's D's Automotive. Go by and see Miss Jeannie, Mike, and the boys at 5024 Poplar Springs Drive. That's 5024 Poplar Springs Drive in Meridian, Mississippi. Or give them a call at 601-482-1800. That's 601-482-1800. And tell them that Josh and Drew sent you. Unashamed Recovery is also sponsored internationally by Sober Life Love, a sober dating site made for the sober community. Are you tired of the dating scene revolving around alcohol and drugs? Do you want to find someone who shares your commitment to a sober lifestyle? Look no further than SoberLife.love. The Sober Life Love platform is specifically designed for individuals who are sober and seeking a partner who shares in their same values. Whether you're in recovery, prefer not to drink, or simply choose to live a sober lifestyle, we provide a safe and supportive community for you to connect with like-minded individuals. With our advanced matching algorithms, you can find compatible partners who understand your journey and respect your choices. From sober activities to meaningful conversations, our dating service offers a variety of ways to connect and build relations. Soberlife.love is the new way to connect with people who understand and support your journey. Join today for free at www.soberlife.love. That's www.soberlife.love. Now back to your normally scheduled program right here on Unashamed Recovery Podcast. And welcome back to Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I'm your new host, Palmer. 
I'm actually the third wheel on this train that's running off the rails because I've been thrown on here. Well, it's running off the rails because there's no conductor. I know. know. We, <laughs> we, we, we lost the conductor way back. Way back. <laughs> so, um, right before we went to break, you were talking about living in... Destination addiction. Destination addiction. Dun, dun, I've dun. never heard that. So, f- just in case there's anybody out there that's dumb like I am, <laughs> can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on destination addiction? It's whenever we are putting our faith or our happiness in something else. Like, it's always the next thing. Like, I'm never happy nor content in the moment. It's always this next thing. I'm, I'm living for the weekend. I'm living for the next vacation. My happiness is going to come from buying the next vehicle. Like, that next vehicle is going to solve my problem. Man, I, or, yeah, I think a lot of us do that a lot. I, even yeah. if you're not in recovery, I think you're yeah. always living for. Yeah, it's always know, what's next. I still it's, want a bigger house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to downsize <laughs> to a smaller house. I, I mean, know. and if we lived in the same area, we could just trade. <laughs> but so yeah. let me let me just say because we're talking about that and we're talking about how joy is d- different than happiness in this devotion. Think about that for a minute by Kelly Kay. He says. What is joy of the Lord? The joy of the Lord is not merely happiness or pleasure, but a deep-seated sense of well-being that comes from knowing and trusting in God. It is a joy that transcends our circumstances and is rooted in the character of God. We don't find joy on our own. We can't find joy on our own. We have to be doing something else. We have to, um, because we're believers... Our joy comes from God and what yeah. Jesus has done for us and what God has done for us. Um, it's It can't be something. Happiness is like like we already said. Happiness is completely different. It's, it's, it's just happiness is a feeling. And really, I just want to drive home the, the thought process of joy is a choice. Yeah. It's going to work knowing that that might not be your dream job or knowing that, you know, you're going to have a really bad day. You just know it. For whatever reason, and it's still finding joy in those moments. We're if we are finding ourselves in that destination addiction, you know, it's it's the same with the addict that's hooked on heroin. You're you're looking mm. for something to replace that hole in your life that will give you ultimate joy. And so, whether you're addicted to heroin or whether you're addicted addicted to the the destination or whether you're addicted to food or whatever it may be. Until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are at. Let that set in for a moment. Until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. Hmm. Um, That hits hard because, like, man, I have lived in that a long time. It's just like you said. It's kind of like an addict, man. You're always looking for your next hit. You're always looking for your next bump. You know what I mean? You're you're looking for that next fix to make you happy. Yeah. It's being able to find joy without that bump, without that vacation, without that new car, without that new house. I think it's more than that. Drew, Drew, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's about finding joy in Christ. Yeah. Yep. I think it's not just so much of, I got to find joy outside. And I think that's the problem. 
we I think we try to find joy outside of God when he should be our ultimate fulfillment. If Christ is our higher power, if he's our savior, then that's that is it. That 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 is where our our contentment and our joy, the source of our joy is at. Oh. And, and knowing that there's more more than just this life. Does that make sense? Like there's yeah. there's more than just this life. This life is just a season. You know, and it's it's like, you know, when you're living for that weekend or, or you're you're living for that day off or that vacation or whatever, you might not get there. That is the that that is the absolute truth. You know, it's just like we were talking about the lost faces of fentanyl. You know, those people thought they, they had plans. They thought they were going on that next vacation. They thought they were going to get yeah. that next car. That's why you have to live in the moment. Yep. We have to live for today. 24 live. hours. Yeah. One day at a time. But, you know, Paul said it as well. You know, count it all joy. He said it in James. We was talking about, you know, when we fall into trials, various trials. Basically, I'll read this, the scripture. Where does that come from, James what? It comes from James, uh, first chapter, second verse through the sixth. Um, we'll put that in show notes for everybody if you want to read along. It says, count it all joy when you fall into trials. Count it all joy, knowing the testing of your faith produces patience, when, which when perfect and complete produces lack of nothing. Ask in faith for wisdom and it will be given. But count it all joy because basically it's, it's everything. I mean, God's producing something in you that you don't see yet. In the midst of chaos, it's like the pogo balls when you drop them all at one time. You know what I mean? They all seem like they're going to go all over the place, but for some odd reason, they find exactly where they need to be at the end. You know, they find a slot at the end where they fit. And that's the ultimate goal, you know, at the end of it all. We're going to find a spot where we fit. And he's you know? definitely the one to be listening to, Paul. Yeah. I mean, you know, every almost every time I've, I've actually spoke on stage, I speak about Paul a lot. And Paul's definitely the example you know, other than obviously Jesus is our example, but as a just straight up human that walked the earth, Paul is the example. Why? Because Paul wrote most of his writings from prison. And we're not talking about prison like today. We're not talking about how, you know, Rankin County has a, a yeah. trustee situ- <laughs> a, a trustee system where you can move up the up the, the stages. And eventually, you know, basically, you yes, you're in, in prison, you're in jail, but you're not in jail you know what I mean? Like, is it Colossians where he talks about how many times he's been locked up, beaten, robbed, stabbed? I don't think it's Colossians. Is I think it? it's Corinthians. We actually talked about that. Somebody fact check us out there. And uh, on stay the course, right? We we talked about it. Uh, I want to say it's Corinthians. But some of the prisons but, that he was in, he was the bottom of the bottom, like with the waist. Yeah. Well, and he not only Still that talking about joy. Not only that. He was, and there was one where he was in the inner prison of the prison. Like, imagine being not only being in prison, but you are in the inner prison. And not that was just e- in prison, you're in prison. That would be the equivalent <laughs> of today's um, like like lockdown, the lockdown, solitary. Uh, the isolation, solitary, yeah, yeah. solitary. Confirmed. And imagine being in that place and still having joy. Uh, I read where Galatians is considered to be the happiest book in the Bible. And it was written while he was in prison. prison. So it's not circumstances. No. I it can't be circumstances. It's mindsets. I can be going through, I can be going through the, the darkest, darkest of, of trials right. while in my recovery. And I can still 
face my day with joy because it's not circumstantial. It's not just your stuff. You don't have to look good. You don't have to, you know, have all that great stuff that, you know, some of us dreamed of when we were when we were teenagers. It's it's knowing that your joy comes from what Christ did for us. That he literally paid the 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 price to wash us clean. Now, we're going to fall every day. We're going to we're going to have temptations. We're going to have trials and, and we're going to have bad days. And we're we're not going to be showing that joy like we should be. But our strive should be to focus on our gratitude for what we have, prioritize our relationship with God and go out and serve other people. Find a way to serve. If yep. you want to truly, truly find that joy and truly experience the euphoric feeling of joy go out and serve somebody you know tim the pastor over there at trinity he was talking about how he goes out to shower power every friday friday and he plays like uh dominoes with people yeah and man you know these homeless guys they just you can tell how much it means to them but he's like i i I get such a joyful feeling an overwhelming joyful feeling after being able to just serve people that usually get shunned away well see i think that us as a society have really put this uh put serving up on this pedestal like when you got to go and you got to do this exuberant thing to serve and it doesn't have to be that it can be something as simple as going down to where the homeless people are able to get a shower and play dominoes with somebody or talk to people text them pray for somebody you know if you know somebody going through something reach out and say hey you okay? Look, John had a bad tire on the truck last night. We had to make sure he got home safely. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, he texted me when he got home, and I was like, I was just about to text you. That's as simple as it, as simple as it can get yep. to, to bring somebody else joy and to serve other people can be as simple as texting somebody and saying, hey, you are on my mind. How are you doing? Or it could also be as simple as if you're a part of a Celebrate Recovery group, it could be as simple as you being at the front door writing names on name tags as people come in through the door and greeting them with a smile and writing their name on a name tag and handing it to them. That can make their day. That literally has the power to change somebody's day right there. I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it with my own self. I'll have a just a crap day, not wanting to go to celebrate recovery, wanting to go home, get a shower, pull the covers over my head. Mm. But instead, I drag my butt to CR, walk through the door, I met with somebody with a smile on the face. They give me my name tag, and all of a sudden, I'm just in a completely different mood because all right, there's a friendly, smiling face that's greeting me, asking how I am, and they're actually literally concerned with how I am today. It makes a difference. So, somebody like Drew. Drew's always got a great smile. It really is truthful, though. I mean, somebody like Drew that's got a big, big smile, being yeah. able to greet you somewhere. Like, I, Drew. When you decide to retire, you should be a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. You know, we did lay a lot on a lot of people. I mean, but in the beginning of you trying to find joy, the idea is first pray, second turn it over to God. Number three is you got to start letting go of some of these old ideas, some of the habits. I mean, that's where you're going to start following some of your healing. When you start letting go of the old ideas, yeah, old habits. You know, um, it's going to be challenging at first. You know, uh, it's just those little subtle changes. Well, it's um, going to suck at first because you're peeling that scab off. Yeah. I mean, and you're having to really investigate the wounds. You know, you're having yep. to really do some inventory work there. 
but I mean, it just it starts to bring more fulfillment when you start to hang around people who have joy, who are content with yeah. we're not content to say, but you know, that are happy with where they are, yeah. joyful with where they are in life, well, and I'm joyful with their recovery. I'm glad you brought that up because you said when you start hanging around people. If I'm hanging around the people who are nothing but doom and gloom all the time, that's going to affect me. That's my. Then bad. I'm going to feel like that. Yeah, I know. What is it? You you hang around uh, five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Yeah, yeah you you are Can the you average. Can you find me those five? I, I'm I'm looking. I'm okay. still you looking. You are the average <laughs> of the five people you hang around. Right. But that, you that know, came from Amy Brogan. Shout out. And then Pre- and, and, Mississippi royalty. <laughs> the recovery princess. Yeah. The recovery princess. Shout out. It's the name uh, of my next album. <laughs> <laughs> but another way is start finding new hobbies. You know, um, start finding new ways to live in the moment. You know, uh, for a minute, mine was photography. As crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Dude, you're <laughs> laughing. But I mean, like. I think that's awesome. No, to sit outside and, and like. And it's crazy. I took pictures like wildlife when I came across it. I'm laughing. Creeks and bugs. Like, well, but I'm, I, I mean, I'm laughing but, because I can see you. <laughs> I can see you Don't positioned be out in a field. Don't be mean these, right now. We're talking these, about joy, Josh. With one of these big long camera the lenses. It wasn't. And, and, it wasn't a long lens <laughs> camera. That's what I was like. Like I had a visual of you with like the, the stick, field. the stick that yes. holds it up. Well, I mean, we weren't going to tell you about the photo shoot we did, where I was like, you know, he was laying on the ground, pointing up, and I was had my cute little overalls on and stuff Dead. like that. But you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> This is why I wanted to get away from YouTube. <laughs> well, you're stuck with us. <laughs> but so, going going back to the prioritizing too, you know, uh, Drew brought up praying, but also understand that to prioritize your relationship with God, you need to not only be praying, you need to talk to Him and be listening. Uh, you've yeah. got to read His Word. You've got to. I don't care if it's one verse in a in a devotion like we were talking about today. Um, you know, Kelly K takes one verse and he kind of breaks it down. But I, so I don't care if you read one verse or five or 500, um, read his word every day, talk to him every day and worship, worship, worship. And I'm not just talking about at church where you're raising your hands up and you're in the moment there, man, blare that worship music in your car. Well, also the worship ain't just music in a car. Worship is, is our prayer time. Worship is things that we do to honor God. Right. I mean, worship is goes way beyond just the music that we hear. And that could be a, a whole nother episode of. Yeah. I was just trying to break it yeah. down for us. Uh, simple yeah. minded people. Like yes. me. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> but anyway, so if we're going to focus on joy, this is my last little tidbit yep. and I'm done. After yep. this. Recap. So if we're going to focus on joy, um, just start thinking about, you know, what brought you joy as a child, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, don't live in the past. But start thinking of those things because, I, I mean, as addicts, we allowed everything to be taken away from us. Yep. Everything. Like Palmer was talking about earlier, dreams, you know, hopes, you know, decisions that we wanted to make, you know, when we were adults or, you know, however long somebody's been using. You know, that first initial use, that was it. You know, you've already robbed yourself at that point. So start thinking of back. To what brought you joy as a child, um, embrace new activities and pastimes, you know, th- to find fulfillment. Uh, don't look re- back and regret at things that you can't change anymore. That's, mm, right. that's a good one. Yep. You know, see them as learning experiences and move on. You know, I, I'm i bad about grasping on to something and holding on to it. I keep a spirit of unforgiveness and it sucks. 
you know, uh, I have to really be mindful of that thing, man. Don't worry, y'all. He signed up for abiding free, so we're going to take that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and when I say unforgiveness, I'm not a grudge holder. I just hold people. The accountability level that I hold people to is outrageous because I hold myself to the same one, but it is completely outrageous and it is really unconventional sometimes. Uh, Well, that's easy for all of us, though, because, I mean, we can can easily – I say easily – we should be able to, as Christians, easily forgive. But I don't remember any part of the Bible saying we should forget. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if somebody's continuously doing you wrong or is, is toxic, maybe that's a relationship you need to get out of. You know, you can forgive them well, when you want to. but Now, I heard this last year at the Celebrate Recovery Summit in Dallas. Forgive and forget are two different things. Mm-hmm. Think about when Christ died on the cross. He had been whipped. He had been beat by the Roman soldiers. And then he was crucified. And he died. After he was resurrected, you know, no doubt I have a, that Christ forgave his enemies. Right. But think about when he was when he when he came back. Who did he go reveal himself to? It wasn't the Roman soldiers. He went to his people. Right. He went to the disciples. So forgive, but also. Remember your friends and your enemies. Yeah, you want to. You know, even in the Bible it says forgive, but forget not. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember any verse that says you have to forget. We can remember what people have done for us, so that we can have just enough guard up to keep us okay and joyful, right? Right. But you know, we forgive them, and then look. I mean, if it's like I said, if it's a toxic toxic relationship or a toxic friendship or a toxic anything you know jesus doesn't want that doesn't want that in your life you can look he hung out with the sinners but he didn't sin with the sinners he didn't partake in it right yep good point so accept the new reality and that it's going to be uncomfortable at first guys it's going to be uncomfortable but the more you do it the more comfortable it starts to become yeah you know and finding joy so count it all joy or like Josh said, counting it all joy. Either hey, way it works. I mean, either way, either way it works. <laughs> Sometimes if we if we can't count, we gotta be counting. Hey, well, I don't have my boots on today, so I can get to at least twenty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that about wraps up a, another episode of Unashamed Recovery Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for for tuning in to to listen to these old three guys talk for 40 minutes about joy it means a lot to us that uh that you tune in each and every episode uh, for some reason grateful. y'all like us <laughs> i'm not sure why <laughs> but uh you know it's I, I, uh palmer silver fox voice now yeah he's yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, the unashamed recovery podcast right. is brought to you by palmer <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I can't speak for the other guys but i i personally hope that you have found this episode uh, helpful and encouraging and if you are wanting more recovery content go visit our brand new website unashamedrecovery.com one word unashamedrecovery.com and there you can find more recovery content as well as new sobriety and recovery themed blogs to take you deeper into your sobriety and recovery journey and that's where you'll also be able to find recovery events You'll be able to find our Bible reading plans, 
Uh, you'll be able to find us on all of our social media links, listen to episodes, and a whole lot more. There you can also donate to the show to help us reach more people still lost in the darkness of addiction. And I also want to encourage y'all to go check out more amazing recovery podcasts over at Take 12 Recovery Radio, Recovery Podcast Network. That link is in the show notes. It's also on our website under our partners page. So, with that being said, remember to stay sober and above all else, keep on 12-stepping as you stay unashamed. Love y'all. Love you.